senorita Really nice to meet ya Have some tequila and stay This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's actress, director, Melissa Joan Hart. You know her as Sabrina, the teenage witch. Clarissa explains it all. Uh, We caught up in Nashville a couple months ago, and we both recently moved to the South. I want to check in on her, see how that's going, and see how she balances being a working mom, a director, an actor, a producer, and balancing the schedule of three boys. Here is my episode with Melissa Joan Hart. I have um, to ask you about this because I had a lot of margaritas the night that I met Mark, but I'm almost positive. <laughs> he said he used to live in Auburn. He did. He actually went to Auburn like for a hot minute. He went to seven different colleges. And so I guess if you're going to go to seven colleges in Alabama, Auburn's probably going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it makes sense. You know. I told Mar- Marcus, I would ask about that. Cause I was like, I want to say he said he went to Auburn high school or something, but it doesn't make sense. Cause he's a Bama fan. Oh no, but- yeah. He lived, I think he went for like six months, like, like a semester. He went to seven different colleges, never graduated. I went to one college for seven years and never graduated. So we have that in common. <laughs> and it was uh, love. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of love and the South, we <laughs> bonded over the fact that our husbands both uh, moved us to the South against our will. <laughs> Yes. And um, we were both yes. fine where we were. And I just wanted to check in yeah. and see how that was going for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, everybody asked me, they're like, oh my gosh, do you love Nashville? Are you loving it? How are you feeling? I'm like, I can't even think about it like that in those terms. It yeah. is what it is. I, I moved here because I, you know, pr- I prioritized my marriage over other things. And um he made the point that I always make friends wherever I go and that wouldn't be hard for me, but I'm a little sick of making friends. Like I feel like my dance <laughs> card is full yeah. and I don't want to, um, and I don't really want to like always be restarting the same stuff. Like at some point I on my whole life is, you know, in the industry that I'm in, it's like, it's a, it's a circus show. So it's, you're constantly in different cities, different towns, meeting different people, getting close to them, leaving them. Yeah. So I wanted stability. I wanted a town where my kids grew up with their kids and my friend, they're my, they're my friends and they're their friends and, and they're Mark's friends. And we all, you know, as a village, take care of these kids and grow up with the, and have the same stories and share the same memories. And it was like, so, but that aside, like I left my friends in LA to move to Connecticut and now I've left my friends in Connecticut to move here. Um, so I have these pockets of friends, but I don't really have like, I mean, I have, I call so many people, my best friends, but you want that person that you can like go over to their house, have a cup of tea and cry on their shoulder mm-hmm. or like go sneak a cigarette in their backyard or, you know, like, and to find that person in every different place you go is, is hard. Like, who do you trust and what do you do? And yeah, um, I'm loving it. I love the adventure of it. I love the living a different lifestyle, living in the South for once and, you know, saying we're from Nashville and stuff, but, um, it's got a lot of difficult moments, but I do go to LA a lot. I, I'm going to go to Connecticut next week, see some friends, have a little New York um, holiday weekend thing. Nice. But um, yeah, so I, you know, luckily it's easy. Nashville, the great thing about Nashville, the thing that draw, drew me was like, okay, about me moving here was that there's an international airport right here. So yeah, I can put a plane and be in LA real quick. I can be in New York. I can be in Long Island where I'm from. I just went up last weekend for like two days to see my dad and all my sisters and my nieces and like, jumped on a plane and went and had pizza with them, you know? So it was That's like awesome. Southwest flies everywhere from here. So it was awesome. But so I am um, in Brooks, Georgia, which nobody's ever heard of, but it's 20 miles <laughs> South of Atlanta airport. Also international. Oh yeah. And that was one of my things. Like, it's so funny. We Not only international, there. that's the biggest airport in the world. Oh yeah. So I am like, I said, it all. Well, 
he's like, we both married guys from Alabama and it's, a, he said the same thing. He's like, you'll make friends wherever. And he's right. Like I, I, re- I know I'll be fine wherever he was miserable. And we were outside. He um, retired with the Redskins in 2009 and we had just been chilling outside of mm-hmm. DC since then. No family there. I never had any help with my kids. So it made sense to move to the South because his parents are here. But in my mind, I was like, I'm not moving to Alabama. Like I said it years ago, it was like, it's not happening. Yeah. So we ended yeah. up here where we don't know anyone, but it's an hour from Alabama, 30 mm-hmm. minutes from the airport. Um, I have a sister in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like found this pocket where it's country. He's got his country thing going on, but I can get to an airport. I can get to my sister and having the help from his parents has been everything oh, like, i, I nice. should have yeah, done we it. don't have anybody here that was really hard in the beginning like you know we moved here eight days before halloween last year and the hardest thing was like covid and everything else trying to f- it's not like a normal year where you just send the kids out on the street and find trick-or-treating yeah. last year it was like you had to find the pockets that were still doing it and nashville was just shut down yeah and i wasn't expecting that because nothing else was really shut down it was just yeah. like halloween didn't happen so i'm like kids walking around outside with masks on is not allowed like i don't understand right. but um so not having anyone here to say oh well where you have to go is i searched numerous things we went to numerous places just to be shut down like we went to vanderbilt because i heard the sororities were gonna have like candy tables out front Aww. and then that turned out to be two years i'm terrible at research two years ago and then i, I heard about this haunted <laughs> mansion and we were going to go there but mark's like just double check because we don't need tickets and then i went on and i was like that's 2015 is when that haunted mansion thing took place like oh. i'm the worst at research so i dragged him to like botanical gardens where i was like maybe on the botanical gardens you'll have some candy uh, but no instead my kids had to walk around botanical gardens in their costumes they were mad at me so you know not having like family or friends or you know anyone in the neighborhood that could really point us in the right direction in the beginning and you know just things like we're at the car dealership who's going to pick up our kids from school because we're yes. running late because we're getting a new car you know yes. and, and you're like we have to go we don't have a car but we have to go yeah, exactly <laughs> i gotta go get my kids and i don't have anyone to call and be like hey would you mind just you know and in connecticut i had this very small town and i think i always wanted to grow up like mark grew up in rural southern alabama and i grew up in kind of like suburban new york and um and we always had those tiny towns where you ride your bike wherever you need to the pizza place or wherever you need to go and um and I thought we wanted that. And that's what we had in Connecticut. But he was just so, like you said, so miserable there. Yeah. Um, but he was so sure and he was so sure blaming everything on the Northeast. Yeah. <laughs> that turns out to have been a change in times. Like, you know, he'd be like, uh, what was I was pointing out one of the things last night? Like um, he was like, oh, that would never happen in the South. And then it turns out. Well, oh. he was like, we, we never play sports on the weekends and the weekends are for family. We only do it on weekdays. And I was like. We moved to the South. We were having basketball games on Sunday. I'm like, see, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not when you grew Northeast up there. 2021. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a so he's finding out a lot of things like that. Like, um, oh, like sports. This is the one Mason all of a sudden wants to play soccer. And Mark's like always up in the Northeast. He's like, oh, these yuppie sports up here. These soccer and this lacrosse. I'm like, dude, do you see the <laughs> soccer like fans around Nashville? Like the stickers all over the cars about the oh, Nashville yeah. soccer league? Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's not just. No, it's not just a, a Yankee sport. Like, uh, but him growing yeah. up in Alabama, you grew up in New York. Obviously, you already had your career and had established yourself. How did you guys meet and start dating? Um. Oh gosh. Okay. So I always say. So I was living in LA, and he was um still living in Alabama, but basically on his tour bus. He was on tour. Yeah, he was in a band, and, a lead um, singer, right, of a band. Lead Rock singer band. of a band called Course of Nature. They had the World Cup song of two thousand two. They were on tour with Creed and Nickelback in the summer of. 
2002 we met nice. and um yeah their their song was moving up the charts they had a big record deal and um and yeah they were actually getting ready to to branch out into their own tour and they were looking for opening acts and we met a bunch of cool bands that way but he um he was playing at the kentucky derby at a charity event the night before this um thing called the mint jubilee which i don't think exists anymore it's like it was a charity event the night before and um and uh they asked me they came out in the audience and asked me if i would introduce the next band they didn't have someone to introduce it which is super weird because at a show like that you would have lined up who's gonna introduce who yeah and they came and got me and were like would you come up and introduce this band i was like sure i introduced them i see this i see the band they're like the band wants to meet you on backstage they kind of come through this curtain but it's like a sheer curtain. So I can see this big bald guy in the back, like shaved head <laughs> yeah. piercings. Um, and I'm like, they're all meeting me, but I'm like looking through the curtain, like, but who's that? <laughs> <laughs> and um, eventually I think he came over and shook my hand, but it was very like, playing it cool. you know, like he, he's Mark is, yeah, he is the, <laughs> I'm not going to show you any emotion kind of guy. Um, so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be a football player, you know, Ooh. and then they, um, and then he, uh, yeah. So we, so I introduced them. I walked out in front of the stage, had to walk like in front of back to my seat. And I was like, suck it in, stand up straight. Don't trip. <laughs> like just thinking about him up there on stage and I'm walking like right in front of him. Um, I go and sit down. I go to the back of the room with my friend. I was like, we got to go find him. We go to the back of the room. We go to my publicist. I'm like, I'm going to need to meet him. She's like, we're already on it. <laughs> so, um, they were like, we already figured we're, we're on it. Um, uh... and so it turns out they came out front, uh, to drink, which is so not like Mark. Mark is the kind of guy that like goes back and vacuums the bus while everyone else goes and parties. Oh, I wonder uh, why he like, came out. Something. Yeah. Or he's calling his nephew to say goodnight or so, you know, that night he came out. <laughs> he did. And, and the whole band and, and he walked past the table like three times. And I was like, I guess I'm going to have to say hi to this guy. Cause he will not stop. And, um, <laughs> So I said hi to him. And, and for some reason, we were like, want to do a shot of tequila. Like, this is so if you know us now, like this, we drink. So the fact that we were both like, want to do a shot of tequila? Yeah, let's go do a shot of tequila. And we wander over to the bar. And we're like, two shots of tequila. And they were like, yeah, we, we don't have tequila. We have vodka. And neither of us being big drinkers didn't realize that's not something you shoot. So we did shots of vodka on the first night we met. Um, <laughs> so we did those again in our wedding. And that's the last time we did. That. Oh, I um, love that. Because it's gross. You don't shoot yeah. vodka, right? Who sh- I don't even shoot vodka, tequila. Right? Like, I can't, I don't really shoot. Like, I don't, Harley and I are Not like, I lemon can't drops, hang maybe. with her. Yes. <laughs> lemon drops. Oh, Carly. Yeah. No, you can't. Carly. That's not even, I just came off of Thanksgiving with both of them and I, I can't hang. Like, I don't know who can hang with the Kirkpatrick. I, I was thinking, I'm like, Chris is 50 now. I'm like, how I know. are you? I- Mark's asleep at nine 30. Even my 15 year old is asleep at nine 30. I mean, I'll stay up till I, the other night I've been doing a, I've been in a school program at Belmont university. And, um, oh, nice. I stayed up till two in the morning working on a paper the other night. Um, and that's the latest I've stayed up. Like, well, that's not true. I actually did go out in LA and stay out till two in the morning. But that was only to protect my friend who was like being defiant and wouldn't go home. But, um, <laughs> you know, so I, but I didn't drink that night, you know? So like, but if I stay up till two in the morning without drinking, I'm a wreck for like two or three days. Like my eyes are so heavy I right know. now from two nights ago, staying up. I know. Well, she was saying you guys went met for margaritas the other day. And I was like, Oh, Melissa likes margaritas. Like that's part of my brand. And she's like, she had yeah. one and she's like, she was done. I know. And I was like, Melissa's a lightweight. <laughs> no, no. Cause I was like, guys, I don't like, here's the thing I've learned about myself. Like 
for a little while there, I was like, oh my gosh, I like day drinking better than night drinking. Like Same. I don't wake up hangover. But yes. then I realized yeah. I was rushing home from like girls, boozy brunches to try <laughs> to get a nap before the kids came off the bus. Cause it was like, I was getting a headache and I was like, I'm really tired. I get cranky, no patience. Like I just want to choke the kids. Like, yeah, I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't drink during the day. I am a wreck. I, I'm, I have a fear of being out of control in, in general in my life. It's probably a problem, but um, it's not a problem. I know what it is. It's firstborn, obsessive, perfectionate personality. What a perfect uh, segue. I am also the firstborn and I have done a lot of research about it because I wrote a book about my struggles um, with like body image, eating disorders, all the things. And I had three younger sisters and no one struggled. Like no one could care. They didn't. I mean, they cared about their looks, but no, never to the point of like obviously hurting themselves and damaging their bodies. And they just didn't care about it. And I was obsessive and just everything had to be perfect. And I always equated it to birth order. So now when I have someone like you, that's a firstborn, did you ever struggle or more so than your siblings with like body image, uh, obsessing, like an obsessive personality, perfectionist, you know, eating disorder mess or probably, I mean, I, I never had an eating disorder. Um, I attempted to, but that didn't work out. Um, you attempted to, like I was, well, I was told that I could do movies if I had lost some weight and I was like really skinny at the time. So uh, baffled me. I was like, I'll stick my finger down my throat. And I was, I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. Um, yeah, I committed to that. I actually have a pretty good body image. Like I know that I'm at the heaviest I've ever been right now. I know that I have jowls and like a belly and I'm like, I don't like it for my husband because he works really hard on his body. And I feel like, but then again, I'm like, I birthed three healthy babies. I can still move all my body parts. I can still dance on a dance floor, take a spin class, do all those things. So why am I beating myself up for that? I've always been a healthy eater, not healthy, like salads. Cause I definitely don't go that route. I eat like a five-year-old chicken fingers, <laughs> you know, plain Mac and cheese. Like I don't want, like, I don't like my, my, my family are all foodies. Um, my littlest sister, one of my little sisters, uh, cause there's, there's eight of us and yeah. three or half sisters. And my youngest of my mom's daughters is a chef in Paris. And I mean, it's like foie gras. It, like she posted a picture of an eight course meal she made for my other sister for her birthday the other day. And she went and picked the truffles herself. And she went woofing on a farm and made her own brie and all this stuff. But, you know, I go out to eat with them and I'm like, mm, can I have the truffle mac and cheese? But it's one hundred twenty five dollars. So how much is it if I take the truffle off of it? Because that'll just give me a belly. Ache. I do like it, but it gives me a belly. Ache. So and my sister's like she would like the plain children's menu mac and cheese, please, for five bucks. Because um, like, I'm not spending one hundred twenty five dollars on something I want to take the truffle off of. But, um you know, they're eating like things. She's, she posted these pictures of this food she made. I was like, I don't even identify. Like, I can't be like, that's a piece of beef. That's yeah. a piece of chicken. That's a, I don't know what she made. Yeah, <laughs> so fancy. Exactly. And my whole family loves that. My stepdad was on master chef, my really? sister in San Diego, who's, who's a stay at home mom. All she does is like gourmet cook. I'm like, I can't do. And then I have one sister who's like, a um, eliminate, she's doing an elimination diet and all this, but it's like all for healthy purposes. Cause she struggled with fertility and whatnot. And so she had this, um, you know, she has this diet regimen and like, um, I mean, she's just a slice of pizza or whatever, but like, she's careful about inflammation and all these things. And I'm like, I can't, I'm not, I'd like to say I'm disciplined cause I am, but I'm not disciplined in my eating. I think because I love, I, I always thought I was a foodie and I think I've realized I'm really not a foodie. I just eat, I eat to live, but I also, it has to be something I want to eat. It can't yeah. just be 
right thing to eat. Like I yes. make really bad food choices constantly. Um, I will go, if I wasn't married to my husband who cooks and he only cooks because he likes to eat and he knows he's not getting that from me. <laughs> I swear. I only, I only like eat because he makes stuff and me it's dinner time. It's breakfast time. It's lunchtime. Like I will go all day and be like, Oh, like yesterday I was like, went to orange theory and I did this and I did that. And I was like, well, I just need to shove something in my mouth. Let me have some cereal. You know, the kids left some cereal out on this. So let me have some fruits, you know? And he's like, no, I'm like, no, I just need something in my body. Like right now. And I'll run by and grab, you know, I just want to grab something. I don't want to prepare it, cook it, clean it yeah, up. Totally. I just want it done. I just want a slice of pizza on the go at the airport. I just want a burger at a football game. I just want like, yeah. I'm not going to think about, it. I don't want to get a salad in the big plastic box with the pour some yucky dressing on it. Like That's it awesome. has to be like, something I just want to eat real quick. And, and like, it's, it, I beat myself up for it all the time because I don't have discipline. But then again, I also kind of got to an age where I don't give a crap. But yes. when I was growing up, I remember the first time somebody said it was actually at a Mexican restaurant. Speaking of margaritas, um, yeah. I was 16 and someone at Clarissa maybe had said something or Nickelodeon, or maybe my mom was just noticing. Cause my mom is super, super skinny. Um, mm-hmm. She is 65. So she's only 20 years older than me. She, had seven kids. So I can't use, Oh, I had three boys as an excuse. Cause she is like the slimmest trimmest, you know, she has no butt. So I will fault her on that, but, um, <laughs> she has the tiniest little waist. All my friends always thought she was so hot. You know, um, she's only a little bit taller than me, but she, she eats to live in a way of like, I'm just going to eat one bite of your cereal, one bite of your sister's and I'll be done for breakfast. And then I'll uh-huh. have like her, her downfall is butter but she can eat a certain amount and she is active. She does. She's never worked out in her life, but she walks constantly. Uh-huh. She is like, this is the woman who just hiked Kilimanjaro at 60 and did the hike, the hike across Spain, um, Camino de la Santiago or something across Spain. Jeez. She did with one of my, one of my little sisters. She did that hike for like two weeks or something. It takes you to get across Spain. Um, you know, she Jeez. is like a nonstop. She just got back from Paris yesterday. She's in Malibu. She'll go hiking today. You know, like, super active, um, not a gym person yeah, and not a big, like shoves food in her mouth, just like eats really clean. And, um, and I didn't get that from her. <laughs> Were you going to say she said something or somebody said something to you? Oh, she said something to me when I was about 16. I think it was my first season on the show. Mm. And she said, she told me someone said I needed to start to be careful what I put in my mouth. And I was at a Mexican restaurant. I was really mad. I was like, well, I guess I'm not eating chips and salsa. Meanwhile, now I'm like, I consider that a diet food, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at 16, I, was, I remember the first time I was like pushing it away. And I was like, really, like, it's a really clear moment in my mind. I was at Caliente Cab Company on like 7th Avenue downtown yeah. and sitting with my boyfriend and my sister and a few other people. And I was like, guess I can't eat that because I was just in a bad mood. Kind of like when I was told I could be a movie star if I Lose lost 10 pounds when I weighed 103, you know? Jeez. Well, you, that was, you were on TV. Like Clarissa was, you were 16. Like what? A hard I was 14. Time. 14. Okay. Yeah. So like puberty, yeah. your body's changing anyway. You probably are already like, you had to like grow up on TV and like to have, to get out of that and not have that body image noise. I feel like is. Well, I was amazing. a big growing up. All I wanted to do was dance. And I was really like my family, we're all born really, really trim. Right. So everybody's like a little pipsqueak when they're born, like in my family, very, very twiggy, um, no definition, no, like just really, really skinny. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so I never felt that I was fit in clothes. I always, you know, I never had anyone pick on me about my weight. It was just my height. I was always called short. Um, cause I'm only like 
thought I was five two. Went to the doctor the other day. I'm five one. I think I've lost an inch. <laughs> because I've widened out, I've shrunk. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, but so like I never had body image problems because I think I always fit in my leotards and nobody ever said anything about me being too skinny, you know? So um and I danced. And so I ended up getting a lot of leg muscle and then I went to France when I was 18. I wanted to go on a bike tour. And so what I did for my 18th birthday is my dad bought me a bike. My mom bought me a plane ticket. I went to France and rode my bike for 30 days around France on a, on a tour, kind of following the Tour de France. And um, came back. My sister's called Wilbur because I had these legs, like veins and like cuts in them. Muscular. Right? Like really defined. Yeah. And, and in Europe, the food's so clean. I'm riding all day long. So like in the morning, I'd have a, I'd have a croissant for lunch, I'd have like a baguette with some cheese and dinner. I'd have some, you know, maybe some pasta or some kind of, I wasn't eating any kind of escargot or foie gras. So, you know, yeah. I, we know you don't you know, like that. <laughs> now it was bready, whatever it was, it was bread. Well, also when I became a teenager, the big diet was, I forgot we were around the same age. I'm, I'm 45. I'm going to be 40 next week. Oh, okay. Okay. So Close. I don't know if you remember this. You're probably a little too young. It's like, Oh, well, happy birthday, by the way. Oh my Thank gosh. you. I just found my, my big thing about getting hitting my forties was like, all of a sudden I need reading glasses. I'm like, Oh, oh no, like that kind of happens really quick. Okay. I was shocked. Shocked by that. <laughs> that. And that's been really bothering me. Like I have to carry them everywhere now. I can't see someone tried to show me something in my son's grades this morning. I was like, I can't, I didn't bring my glasses. I can't oh see. Oh my that. God. I didn't even think about but, that. Um, I know okay. that's the that's only coming. thing that really bummed me out. But um, yeah. So He's- when I was, so when I started like hitting the teen years and dieting, the calorie thing had already run its course. Like the Jane Fonda, like cal- don't count calories. That's not the way to go was like, that's going out of style. The in style thing was um, no fat. Yes. So I'm in college in at NYU in New York, and I'm living in a five story walk up and taking the subway downtown every day. So those subway stairs are vast, right? I mean, there's like, you're going up 10 stories sometimes and, and down and then back up and then down and then back up yeah. and I'm going up five stories. And if I forgot something, I had to go back up and get my, you know, I forgot the backpack, whatever. Yeah. And um, so my legs were like insane, but also I'm doing this no fat diet. So my breakfast was a bagel with non-fat cream cheese on the way to school. Yep. I'd have um, my tea with milk in it. And then I'd go to, um, uh, I would have a little milk. I think it was non-fat milk. So non-fat milk in my course. tea. Then yeah. lunch, I would go work out for two hours at the gym. And then I would go have two slices of pizza, but take the cheese off. And then I'd go home and make my pasta, but not with a, not with an Alfredo sauce with a, with a tomato sauce. Yep. So I wasn't having the, you know, no buttery no fat. fatty, yeah. so no fat. Yeah. But all carbs. Yeah. And then all of a sudden later on, it's like, don't eat carbs. And now I'm like, I know, like I know. bagels, pizza and pasta. Like, what else am I supposed to live on? Like, look at me in France. Right. It's like croissant, big baguette pasta. Yes. That is what it's all the fact that it's always changing and you try to keep up with now it's this now paleo now oh, now it's, it's um, intermittent fasting. Now it's and intermittent it's fasting and keto, uh, or- keto. That's what I meant. Keto. Yeah. So like frying all this or butter, 30- it's like. <laughs> Whole 30. What's the fast 30 is whole yeah. 30. So I don't even understand that. Yeah. The thing with the the no fat, that was me too. Everything fat free, everything. But the problem with yeah. that, like obviously, well, they're adding in sugar and stuff, so it tastes good because you don't have the fat. Yeah. But I would just be like, it's fat free. So I would eat the whole box or the whole bag because they were fat free. Yeah. Now yeah. I just eat a few regular chips, regular cookies, because I don't eat the whole bag because 
their cookies, but before it was like, no, they're fat free. So my like serving size was like the entire bag, but no, they're fat free. Yeah. And it, it yeah. just, it totally doesn't I do work that like, sometimes with the cauliflower chips or whatever. I'm like, yeah, they're exactly well, they're cauliflower chips. <laughs> they're not the- I it's mean, vegetable. they're kale chips, so I'll eat the whole, right? We're like, a, like my mom got, a, or Mark come to me about, well, first of all, he challenged me once to not eat avocado because I'm a big guacamole girl. Me and I think too. I was eating it when I, when we lived in LA, I ate it like every day. And I was like, I don't understand. I'm trying to train for a marathon. Like, why can't I lose weight? And he's like, maybe cut out the avocado. I'm like, but it's good fat. He's like, it's a lot. Of, you're eating like five avocados. Calm down. Um, <laughs> you know, he's telling me stories about dogs that like, it's fine. Yeah. Like I've heard stories of dogs, like going into neighbors yards that have avocado trees and eating all the, they couldn't figure out why the dog was getting so fat and they're putting them on diets, but they're eating avocados in the yard next door. Oh my God. It, yeah. I'm, I, I still think a- avocado, like good fat is still, Oh, it was cashews. That was a big, like I was into almonds, but I was like, Ooh, cashews are better. I'm going to eat cashews. And someone was like, yeah, raw, you know, a, a nutritionist who was really into like gut health told me like eat raw nuts because the enzymes were still there as opposed to the cooked nuts. And I got oh. into like liquid stevia instead of sugar. I cut the milk from my tea and all these things. And, you know, in the beginning that all helped like the probiotics and doing juice cleanses and all that always helped. But I have just realized that I, I, I travel too much to be consistent with anything. Like I said before, I don't have the discipline. If I get hungry, I'm going to grab something. Yeah. Um, so I have to, I have to meal plan and I really don't do that. I, I try to do that, but, um, you know, with kids, with football schedules and, um, a husband who likes to, you know, go out and have the, the, the spinach dip, um, at the nearby yeah. sports bar, and, you know, the kids have the giant pretzel. How do you avoid that? Like, that's not going to happen. You know what? It's better that I just have a, a taste of something, right? That's like exactly a bite what it is. If you have to, when you say, how do you not have it? You do have it. Cause people will be like, well, how do you handle like treats? I have it because if you don't, at some point you're, you're feeling deprived and you're sick of it. And it's like, I had a bite of spinach dip and you have all the spinach dip because it's like, I blew it. And then you'll say, I'll start over on Monday. But if you allow indulgences every day, I truly drink a margarita, glass of wine. Um, I always have something sweet with my coffee, a chocolate chip cookie or something. I don't have to after every meal, but I have it every day. And that's Mm -hmm. what makes it sustainable. Like you said, like, yeah, you'll see a difference initially, but nobody's going to stay with, a cleanse or whatever this diet is forever. As soon as you start eating normally, it's going to go back. So I found squats and margaritas is a balance that you have what you want. You have your indulgences, you work out when you can. And if you didn't work out for a couple of days, you watch what you're eating a little bit more. You just kind of balance it out, but nothing is off limits. It's funny. I working out, I was so like, I worked out in the time I was about 16 on like, uh, like an avid, like, I mean, and I have a really slow, strong heart, right? Like on that VO two machine. Mark got one of those VO two machines because he was certified to train, but he wouldn't train anyone but me, but we'd get <laughs> huge fights over it all the time. Oh, I could not but train with my husband. One of those, uh, <laughs> no way. He got one of those VO two machines. He made me do dead December last year. That's what got me back into working out. So I gave up on working out. So before my 40th day, I insisted on being in the best shape of my life. And I busted my butt for six months. I ate salads. You know, I did everything right. Cut all this, ate all that worked out like a fiend, sometimes two, three times a day, right. Going wow. to spin classes, then going to like a cross, not a CrossFit, but like a, a, a cross training class. And like, would just, I mean, six days a week, I was in the gym twice a day, you know, like, and I looked great, but I didn't appreciate it when I actually took some pictures for my 40th birthday, we had to go down. I took like 13 girlfriends and we went and we had like a, 
a reduced, a discounted stay, let's say at a, at a women's, like a, like a fun girlfriend resort, uh, breathless resorts. And we were going to take pictures for them and we were all in bathing suits. And I, I mean, I'd spent thousands of dollars on new swimsuits and just the right kind and blah, 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 blah. Don't like the one I ended up in, but I ended up, um, looking like the fattest one of the group. Like I'd worked so hard. I was older than a lot of them, (laughs) but I was like, I'm not fattest. I shouldn't say that. I looked like I, my stomach was so not the way I thought it should be. Right. It was not as flat as I thought it wasn't as cut as I thought it's still. And I think I've all, now I'm looking at pictures of myself when I was, you know, quote unquote skinny. Um, like my Sabrina days, I'm always showing my stomach crop top in it, you know, and I had nice tight skin across my stomach, which, but I always had a pouch. Like I always kind of had a poof. Like I stand funny too. I have a very arched back. Like I do this like ballerina stance where I stick my butt out. Yeah. My mother-in-law who was a dance teacher is always like, put that under, put that under. And Mark's like, you're the only person that can lose 10 pounds by standing up straight. Like if I tuck my hips, <laughs> then I feel like I'm like leading with my crotch. Like when I walk, I, I don't understand how to do that. So, so anyway, so in these pictures, Aww. I hated the way they turned out. And I was like, all of that. And this is what I look like. And I was so disappointed with myself. And I was like, that's it. I give up. I'm not doing this anymore. And I'm 40 now. Who cares? Like I'm done. And, um, and then I kind of went the next year of being like, whatever I tried and it didn't work. And then over the last five years, like weight has crept on and then you have COVID and then you have moving to the South and and there's biscuits at every meal and fried chicken (laughs) everywhere. And that is a downfall of mine. Fried chicken, Nashville hot chicken. Oh my gosh. I want to eat it every, every meal either for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Chick-fil-A everywhere. I know. Right. Like everywhere, like everywhere. at our football games, like everywhere. I probably should just have a patty of meat instead of like the whole burger and bun, but instead I go for the Chick-fil-A, you know, but, um, so I, so I was so disappointed with myself, but now I look back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, but I had great arms. I had amazing definition of my legs. My back was uh, not busting out over my bra. And now I'm like, so I was in orange theory yesterday with a friend and I looked at her. I said, I'm going to lose weight until the point, like I'm going to get myself fit so that I get my back back. Like I want my back. I want to get rid of like my neck, you know, like um, that's my goal. Now I don't care about the things I used to care about, like my belly and my thighs. Like I was so insecure about my thighs growing up. That was my big thing because I had these big legs from biking and dancing. I, uh, that was what I was really um, uncomfortable with. And actually, so nine 11, um, in September of 2001, I went on to an sync concert. <laughs> I always think back to this picture of me in the water there. And I just remember thinking how fat I must have looked, how my thighs were probably huge. And I look back at the picture and go, oh my gosh, I was so hot. Why didn't I appreciate it? <laughs> right. So now what I do is when I think about things like, you know, oh, I shouldn't be in the Christmas card photo. I just don't look right. I don't, you know, clothes aren't fitting me, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, let's see, I'm 45 when I'm 55. I'm probably going to wish that I looked like I do now. So let's just stick with that. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. For so long, I would just have a glass of wine or two before bed and I would fall asleep fine. But a couple hours later, I'd be wide awake. And that's because wine has sugar. Make the transition to tequila. Tequila has no sugar, no carbs. It's gluten free. And I just found a tequila that is additive free, a clean spirit called Inspiro Tequila that was developed by a woman. It's crafted by women and every step from 
from developing the taste profile to getting it on the shelves. It's all women. And they support other women. Right now, they're giving my listeners 10% off at InspiroTequila.com with promo code Margaritas10. That's Margaritas and the number 10 at InspiroTequila.com. It's smooth. You can sip it on the rocks or in a skinny margarita. And right now, you can get it for 10% off at INSPIROTequila.com. Now, back to squats and margaritas. Let's just like go with great, Melissa. Like, you look great. I have to think about things like my body functions. Yeah. It's starting to get like my, I think I'm starting to get plantar fasciitis, which is killing me. I have a problem with my right hip. You know, I just found out I had a root out of place that chiropractor had to put in. I didn't even know that could happen. But um, I was riding horses a lot this summer for a movie. I did uh, Mistletoe, Montana, which is out on December 17th. But um, (laughs) so I was riding horses a lot. And I'm like, did I? And I remember my back went out in the middle of production, not on a horse or anything. But I wonder if something about the rough riding or what something had to do with like this. I went to see a chiropractor for the first time in 10 years. And he was like, your rib is out of place. I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) But like getting myself in a place where I like. You know, I just I just try to think I, I just wish I was better about my eating, really. And I'm I'm back now. I have a group of girlfriends and this is how I make friends is working out. Yeah. We started walking, started walking six miles twice a week together wow. and we'd meet up and the group got bigger and bigger and bigger. And we all made a pact to be better about doing this together. They're all women that like work in real estate or stay at home moms. And so they and some of them aren't some of them are teachers that sometimes can do it, sometimes can't. Um, you know, one's like a, a psychologist. And so, you know, everybody shows up when they can. We have this lovely group of girls and we all bond over these long walks. We talk like crazy. We get to know each other. We tell all the stories, we get exercise. Then we started up in the game. We were like, we spent two weeks going, we're just going to do whatever we can do to work out for the next two weeks. Let's find workouts. Let's experiment with everything. Yeah. Let's go to spin. Let's find a spin class or two. Let's try. I've never tried orange theory. Let's do um, hot yoga. Let's do a bar class. Let's do, you know, so we went and explored all that. We found a few things we like um, and we still have some others. We have to try like really want to tap dance again. I used to tap oh, dance. A me few too. Years ago. I, did an adult. I love tap dancing. I have a pair right here next to me. Um, and so I'm like, I'm, like that's something I want to find is like a tap teacher here that'll do a private adult class. Cause I feel like you can't find a class that you can just slide into with that. It's always best to like find a group and find a, a local friend. Like we yeah. found in New York, we found this one woman, Stevie, she was a former rock cat. So she taught like six women to tap and like it ended up becoming 10 women. And then some had to leave town and you know, like me, but um, you could, anyway, that's that. something I would love to do. Like, I feel like I want to, I want to dance. I want to move. I want to go to rhythm. Like I was doing Orange Theory yesterday. A song came on. I was on the rower and the rower is not my favorite. I hate the rower. And that song came on and they, yeah, and they try, I like it for a sprint. I like it for a, a opener or a closer. Like we have one in yeah. the garage and I'll use it to start or I'll go to like, how fast can I get to a thousand or 500 meters or something, but, um, or how many meters can I get in two minutes or something? But I don't like being on it for a long amount of time, but this song came on and then they wanted us to get off the rower. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm in the red zone right now. I am not getting off this rower. <laughs> You're getting like, no, we need points. To the floor. I'm like, I'm not going to the floor, I'm not splat going to the points. floor. My heart rate drops to like gray. I know. <laughs> I thought I'm always like, is it on? Like I used to do one series too. You know what I think you would like, and you might have taken it before. And my arms were never better when I did pole fitness, if you like dancing, oh, someone just told me I have to figure out. Yeah. Someone just told me about that one and wanted to take me to one of those. I don't know who it was. I'll have to figure that out, but that that's always terrified me a little. No, it's strength. You'll start. It's addictive. Like I was like YouTubing. Everybody thinks like, I mean, there's like a sexy element to there's choreography. You can dance, there's music, but I got like 
I was just, I would YouTube different like spins and try to learn. I mean, I could, I can climb, I can still climb to the top, like hang through my feet. Um, I can invert. It took me a year, but it's, yeah. I mean, I, that was my favorite thing I ever did. I just love dancing. I would do Zumba. I would do hip hop. You're dancing. You're not thinking about it. You're yeah, exercising and, 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 and it's fun. Sweating. That's what I, that's what I like about spin too, actually, because when I spin, I'm on that thing and I start getting out of breath and I start feeling like my chest is going to explode. And I'm like, if I was on a dance floor at a club in Ibiza, would I stop to the no, song? Exactly. No, exactly. Exactly. It's a mindset. I would still jump up and down until the song was over. So that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. I, uh, I hate spinning because of my butt. Like it hurts so bad just to sit on the seat and everybody's like, you just, you'll get used to it. But I'm like, I cannot, it's not even like hurting where it's supposed to hurt like my legs and stuff. Cause it, I'm so uncomfortable on the bike. So I don't well, love spinning. The trick there is like not to sit too much. And when you do sit like gently touch down and make sure it's like oh. the back part of your butt, not the, not the like the sit bones, <laughs> the, like the taint um, <laughs> for lack of a better. I got I you. Go That's where it hurts. <laughs> That's where I hurt yeah. myself. Okay. Yeah. Sitting so wrong. go a little further back. So it's more like on the butt than like underneath the butt. Okay. Um, and, and gentle touchdowns is the key. You will be a little bit sore, especially if you do it again the next day. Like I can never do it two days in a row, really. Um, I mean, I can, but I feel it that I'll feel it there in those days, but you can also get a cushioned, like I when know, I was, uh, I like going around baby. France, get those like gel pack <laughs> seats and bring those with you, but they always slip off though. And I just feel but, like um, a nerd was, walking in with a gel pack seat. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I don't need that. And no, then I'm like dude, walking around. Like, need? Yeah. That. <laughs> true. I care too much. I, um, what people think. I bring in a huge bag everywhere I go in case I forget my water bottle, my headband, my towel, my, I have extra, like I have deodorant in there. I have, I keep like a whole bag of stuff just to bring in the gym, just so that I have my, I keep my shoes. Actually, it's right here. I literally have my whole, this is my gym bag. <laughs> like and like, it. I should it's say my spin ready. bag. So always has a, be, a, pair, a pair of shoes. I've got my boxing wraps in case I go to a boxing class. Look at I've you. always got like, oh, baby wipes so I can wash my face so I don't break out. Like, I always have all my stuff in here. Damn. And, um, so keep your gel, just bring that keep in. Keep my gel seat in. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say the, the Vox, the, the Vox VO2, what is it? VO2. Yeah. Um, the oxygen Mark had that machine. He had that machine and we, he was trying it on everybody. He's trying it on my 50 year old cousin who hikes like, you know, like crazy at high altitudes. He was trying it on the 22 year old at the gym. He tried it on so many different fit, crazy people. And I got in there and um, I don't always have the healthiest lifestyle at the, and the last like two years, I really didn't, this past year, I started working out again in December of 2020. He got me into dead December, like lifting in December. And that got me back into working. And then he got me that fight camp thing, cool. the boxing program is like Peloton for boxing. And that got me really into it. And now I'm back into working out. But before that, for the last few years, I haven't really, I go for hikes and I go for walks. And like, that was it. And I got on that bike and we're at altitude too. We're at like 7,000 feet. And I got on the bike and I put the thing on my face and he was so mad. Cause I forget what the top rating is. It's something like Supreme or you know, some crazy word, like, like optimal. Per- <laughs> yes. It's like some kind of, and I had that level and I was the only one of all the people he tested that had that level. And I was like, sorry, honey. Like, he was like, I think he gave up on it. He was like, Oh, this is, this obviously doesn't work. I'm like, no, Broken. I just think I have really, I'm really good. Like, I'm really like, my heart is really strong. I recover quickly. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's actually my struggle with something like orange theory. Because, yeah. Yeah. Cause the heart rate doesn't, for me, it takes a lot to get me up there and I come right down. I wear my Fitbit literally look, I'm wearing it. Like I wear it 
every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I get so mad if I'm doing a workout, especially a walk without it. If I forget it, I'm like, Oh, no point in doing this. It didn't count. (laughs) It doesn't count. I can't register it. I can't look at it. I can't send it to friends and brag. Like what's the point? And I don't (laughs) consider myself like I used to consider myself a competitive person. And then too much has happened where I'm like, it doesn't matter. I consider myself not competitive. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, that that I was so comp- I peed my pants um on the mile run. It was like a mile run challenge, and I had just had a baby. Well, I I was six months postpartum. I just started working back out, and I can't again perfectionist firstborn. Like I knew they were gonna put the the times on the like the chalkboard oh. when we came in, and I was like, I'm wi- like I'm to the point like I will just keep running. I knew I was peeing, and I was like, well, I I was running twelve as fast as I could. I won. I got up there, and then I just like went left and went right to the bathroom because. I you couldn't, know, that's we, how bad I needed to win and be first. Yeah. It's horrible. It's, I, I hate that. Gyms, my, fr- my friend who's a uh, spin instructor, she says she has to change her pants between each uh, class. <laughs> I don't pee myself when I'm spinning, but I, you know, tr- trampoline, jumping jacks. Yeah. But like, I don't know why these gyms don't offer bladder fixes. What a great sales point to be like, come on in and we'll get your bladder fixed. If you, you know, pay for a year's membership or something. And you're like, sign me up. I don't care how much it I'd is. I'd be like, sure. I would work out more if I wasn't peeing myself all the time. I have a woman I'm, um, she's recording with me in a couple of weeks and her Instagram is the vagina coach. And she's all about pelvic floor and incontinence and uh, stress. Mine was stress incontinence. She's like, do you just pee when you're walking around? I'm like, no. And she's like, so there has to be a stressor. Like you have to be running or jumping. And I was like, yeah. Or- I have to stop and cross my legs. Yes. I would never sneak. I would never chance. By the way, you're the first like person I've ever told that on like that's recording me. So (laughs) that brings me to something else. Having this podcast and like connecting with people that I probably wouldn't have met. Like I love it so much. And I just learned that you are launching a podcast very soon. I am. What's talk? Because I've asked your brother-in-law to write me a theme song like yours. <laughs> Carly texted me this morning and said that he's walking around the house listening to the Clarissa Explains It All theme song right now. Because I said, let's make it something like that. Like a little do it. You know, fun and cheesy and fun and, and cute. I'm going to start a podcast called um, What Women Binge. So we're going to talk to people about... Um, and we'll have to have Chris on there for sure. And I feel like you and Carly should come on too. Um, just about everything that you're obsessed with. Like, what are you obsessed with right now? TV show, book, podcast, that. workout, um, food. Uh, is there an app game you can't stay away from? Like, is it Candy Crush or is it Sudoku or, you know, like um, That's just cool. every, like everything. You know, during COVID, my girlfriends back in Connecticut were sending this huge group text and everybody's like, Oh guys, I need a new TV show. What should I watch? Or I need a book or I'm going, when I was driving here from Connecticut, 14 hour drive, I was like, guys, I'm going to need a few podcasts. What should I listen to? Yeah. So, you know, one of them was like, I'll start a spreadsheet. And I was like, uh, I'll just start an Instagram page and we'll just review stuff. And then I was like, this would be a great podcast. Yes. So I've been wanting to do it. And my girlfriend was like, let's do it. And she has the studio. And so we're going to do it. So I love that. And you're going to be able to get, my problem is like, I can't grow on Instagram. So had I not met you already, you would probably be like, why would I do this? Cause I have like 19,000 followers and you don't need to do it. You have the presence already. So you're going to be able to get whoever you want. Like I, that's my problem. Like I want to be like, it's a great show. I know I don't have a big following, but I can't grow on Instagram. No matter. Like I had Katie Couric last week. She shared the whole interview and I'm like, nothing, nothing happens. So I feel like I don't have the credibility. Nothing ever happens. So I don't have credibility. 
because people are like, you don't even have a following. No, I feel the same way though. I started a kid's clothing line. There's, I think social media, I think people give it a lot of uh, gravity, but I don't think it actually works like people think it should. Great. Um, <laughs> I, I know I did. Um, I did like, I, I posted a ton for giving Tuesday. And the main thing I did was this um, charity that I love and adore world vision done a ton of stuff for them. And most of it was about, their gift catalog for Christmas, but also giving Tuesday. And I put up a thing. I had a goal of a thousand dollars on my Instagram and maybe I didn't set up the Instagram correctly, but I only got 148 right away, $148 out of the thousand goal. And that was it. I went and put a hundred dollars in and it still hasn't grown. I had a kid's clothing line and I was like going to put it in stores. I was going to all the, um, around the whole country. I was going to the um, conventions and trying to get it in little boutiques. I want it to be a little boutique line, kind of like that company T that does stuff for, um, or Janie and Jack or something like that. Yeah. But smaller than Jack. Um, I want it to be like a little section in a boutique with like jeans and t-shirts. And uh, I thought it was a really cute idea. And, and boy lines were going away. There were no clothes for boys. Um, And so I, and this is right as the kind of, under armor nike like wear your basketball pants to school thing was coming in and jeans weren't my kids were all of a sudden like i'm not wearing jeans and i was like right what you've always worn jeans i will create um, jeans that you will wear (laughs) yes you will wear them because they won't have those buttons that will dig into your hip and all this stuff so i thought we did it all right we made it we tried to make it american made which was very difficult um and then we decided you know what it's costing us so much money to bring people out to have a booth at these conventions to make the product ahead of time, but not have the sales. And then, you know, Florida wants one thing, but Oregon wants something else. And it was all really difficult. So Mark was like, just put it online, just put it online. And, we, and so we started like an online marketplace and we were like, let's just do that and forget these conventions and forget like trying to get in little boutiques. Let's just make it available to anybody. But the problem was my social media is all that was driving people there. So as yeah. soon as those you know, maybe 10,000 people that have kids that would shop for something that's a little bit overpriced because it's made in America had bought those things for their kids. They were done until their kids grow in a year or two. They're not going to come back. So you don't have, and I couldn't grow it beyond that because that's who's on my Instagram. You know, they'd already Mm -hmm. seen it. It was, you know, and we influenced, we try to put it on kids on red carpets all around. And, but the only people seeing that is people that know that it's King of Hearts was people that I'm telling them that's King of Hearts, you know, like, yeah, it's frustrating. it's frustrating. Things don't grow the way you think they should with word of mouth anymore. Um, you know, it's, it has to be shoved down your throat. I think so much now. And, and there's just so much content. Like I remember when we started my show, Melissa and Joey in 2009, we didn't want to call it Melissa and Joey. Um, the network was like, you're Melissa and he's Joey. And people will know you if we say the name and the title, because yeah. when they're scrolling through TV guide and whatnot, they'll see, they'll go, Oh, that's that show with Melissa and Joey. You know, it had nothing to do with the show, but it was called Melissa and Joey because they thought it would just attract your eye to the fact. Yeah, and it does. And it does, yeah. but it still didn't work because everyone thought the network was a kid's <laughs> network and thought this was a kid's show. And it wasn't. Yeah. You know, you can do like uh, promotions on Instagram and target specific like you could say, I want this to go to moms 35 to 45 that live in this area that like these things. And then you pay and then Instagram targets those accounts. They don't have to be following you, but they'll uh, target is this the boosting when they ask if you want to boost something or something. Um, like that? 
uh, mine actually says, yeah, I've seen boost, but then mine actually says promote this post. And when you hit promote, promote they'll ask post, who yeah. are the people you want to, and you can make it geographically. You can do it by age, like things that they're interested in. Okay. And that's what I, cause my niche is like mom fitness. I talk yeah. about eating disorder recovery. So when I, like I'm trying to sell books or promote my podcast, I can promote it to women 24 to 35 that are yeah, yeah. following certain That's hashtags. Great. I never actually pushed that button. I was afraid it was just another way for them to it, get you. <laughs> I mean, and I, I can't say, well, look at me. I'm like, I can't grow, but do this because it doesn't work. But it, that might be <laughs> for you for a clothing line. Like you yeah, could yeah. target your, you're not just putting it out to yeah. the people that follow you. Who's like a million people. It's going to Putting a targeted or page or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have had you for so long. I was just getting the only other thing I was going to ask you was, um, I mean, squats and margaritas is the finding that balance. Like you're working out, you're enjoying your life. You're a mom. You just said like you started a clothing line and you're directing and you're acting and you have three kids. Like, like, I feel like when I'm a good mom and I'm really like locked in with my kids, my podcast is shit because I didn't work on it that week. And when I'm really like, I have a good guest and I'm like working all week, like thinking about questions, my kids like haven't even seen me that week. And I feel like I'm coming up short in both areas. Like, what is your advice for a mom that's like trying to like balance everything and like not drop any balls? <laughs> like, what do you say? The only thing that works for me is a really good calendar. Um, and yeah, thinking about the priorities, like every night since I was little, I kind of think about like, what would make me have a well-balanced day? Like getting up, reading the Bible, going to a workout class, taking the kids to school, um, cleaning up my closet, uh, and then make sure I see a friend for lunch, make sure I get some work done in the afternoon. Um, but I mean, the thing that works in my life, that's really interesting. That's really unique is that, and I guess I'm lucky. And this is also really difficult in other ways is that when I work, it's usually away from home. Yeah. It's in LA or in some location. And so when I'm away, I am working. And then when I'm home, I'm a mom. So I can be full-time mom sometimes, yeah. but then I'm completely absent and then I'm full-time working. So like I go like I was just in LA, not last week, the week before. And, um, I was there for one week. I was there for five days. I got in all my, like, I got a this friend. I got to get this meeting. I'm going to do this. I was writing a script. I was, you know, directing the show, but then at night, because I'm not going home to the kids and I don't have to clean up the kitchen. I don't have to get their backpacks ready for the next day. I am just getting everything done that I don't want to do the next week. I'm ordering my Christmas cards. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like I'm getting everything done so that when I get home to my kids, it's kid time. Like today I spent this whole morning talking to my high school kids, teachers about his failing grades and yeah. how we're going to get him back on track and how we're going to like, what we're going to do with him and, and then getting him off to go, he's going to play in the state championship right now. So wow. like getting him off to go do that. And then, you know, I take, uh, I'm actually going to a Hanukkah dinner tonight at a friend's house. So I'll see my friends tonight, but I like, usually my friends are a part of my morning and my workouts, but like today I had to forego the workout for the school, for the kids. Yeah. So of course the priorities the are usually like kids, then husband, like I try to fit the husband in there, you know, work, but I tell my kids, I'm like, I actually am friends with Melissa from Melissa and Doug, the toy company. Oh. And I <laughs> yeah. asked her she has six kids and I was like, and she works with her husband. And I was like, how do you do? How do you like, I mean, I, cause I come and go from work and I feel so guilty. And she's yes. like, you shouldn't feel guilty for working. She's like, you should show them what a good work ethic looks like. You should show them a mommy works hard. Like I don't. And I, she's like, that's a good, that shouldn't be a bad thing. And I was like, that's really true. And I try to think about that. Like they yeah. need to see that a work ethic. I can't just drop everything to play Legos. I, sometimes, sometimes absolutely. I should, 
Or I say, you know what? I, mommy can't today. Let's do it on Saturday. Or I can't like my son has been dying to decorate the tree because he knows the elves come. But, oh, you God. know, as moms, yeah. we know that those elves can be real trouble. <laughs> and the kind of it's a whole other job that I do in you your know, life. <laughs> I don't under like the next 25 days of my life are going to be I like, know. you know, I know. I need somebody to just come in and manage those things. Someone should do that. Someone should be the elf on the shelf mover and just like you could hire them out to go to everyone's house. And like, so, you know, it's done. Well, my problem is, oh, that reminds me. I'm going to put that in my calendar right now. Like I always set a timer in the wintertime and like nine o'clock every night it goes off so that if I'm in bed or something's (laughs) happening, I remember and I let it go off until I actually do it. I do not. I snooze this thing, but I will keep it on until it goes and every night. So it'll come on every day at 922 right now. But um, because I cannot, you know, I only have a few more years of this happening but the the freaking elves had to come as soon as the tree was decorated so we got the tree on sunday because we got to get the tree and we're having a party on saturday so we've got to get the tree um like here's what's been going on in my life like i feel like i'm drowning right now i'm taking a class from screenwriting and the amount of homework is insane even though i'm auditing not getting graded there's only four students in this class and me and kimberly paisley and i feel like i need to i feel like i need to be like responsible for these other kids that are in the class that I need to do the work that they're asked to do if I'm going to be part of this class. So the amount of homework and reading and book reports and, and writing, I'm writing 15 pages of a script. I just had to hand in my script yesterday. I had class yesterday and we had to meet with another writer and ask him intelligent questions about his TV show that we watched and read and all this. So that's a huge weight on my shoulders right now. I have to get my Christmas cards out because I just want that off my plate. So I, I, I dropped off 20 this morning. So I feel a little good about that. They're all stamped and stuffed and ready to go. Uh, but um, that's that. Those are like, I just have to address them. Right. I yeah. have to um, plan my party this weekend. I have to go shopping for my party this weekend. I have to fix my tacky sweater for the party this weekend. Um, next week is all like the kids, you know, the angel gifts are due at school, the teacher's gifts, the, yeah. um, the wrapping, the, the shopping, the cyber Monday, I already missed cyber Monday. So I didn't get my husband, the pizza oven. I'm supposed to be getting, you know, like, Things like that. So my closet, this, by the way, is what I'm most embarrassed about. Look at this. This is Why? not how I live. And I'm horrified right now. Look at the clothes on my floor. Melissa, like the fact that you're I showing- don't live like this, but thank you. Every, <laughs> no one thinks you do. And that's the thing. Like right now, like I don't want you to see my shit around me because it's most Joan Hart and she probably has it all together. But if people started showing that nobody has it all together and like nobody, we won't I'm, I've feel been there. So- I never like my closet. There's certain places where I control my car is always clean and right now it's a disaster (laughs) like i haven't vacuumed it or like like usually i'll just like wipe my face with a wipe after like like a baby wipe after a class and then i'll wipe down the dashboard with the dust it is like leaves and food like i and my car is like my sanctuary like that is the one thing i can keep in control every time i pump gas i'm cleaning my car but um this closet is like i don't even I don't even know what to do with all this. Like, <laughs> I'm stepping on clothes as I'm getting ready in the morning and at night. And I forget about it because I'm outside trying to clean up because I'm having a party on Saturday. I'm trying to decorate. We have like the tree up, but not decorated. We have some lights up. The rest are on the floor. I can't find the towels, like the Christmas towels. I haven't, Mark needs my help to finish lighting outside. I, you know, I'm trying to like spend time with friends, get a workout in. Like I, yesterday I was like, because I stayed up till two in the morning writing my paper, I'm like, do I work out or am I going to be tired? I probably shouldn't because we have to go to the lighting of the green last night, like this big concert the kids wanted to go to. Yeah. So it's like all this stuff on your plate is just like overwhelming. So I prioritize, I calendar, and sometimes I just have to say no. I you have know? a hard sometimes time with that. I just have yeah. to say no. 
And I know it's it. all like everybody's overwhelmed and everybody has to prior. And it's literally about like finding priorities. And, you know, the, I'm really glad I worked out yesterday. I have to say, like, I was yeah. going to push it off and I worked out and I felt great because of it. And I was up all night doing stuff. I wasn't as tired as I thought. Yeah, it's I hard to remember that when beforehand, not, it's like really hard to remember that, but it's, it's so great when you do. So I wanted Thank to just, you, I would love, I, I, anytime you want to come on, I can't wait for your podcast. I know that's coming up. What else is coming up? Uh, Christmas movie. Oh, Mistle- Mistletoe in Montana, December 17th. The podcast, right? we're just starting to kind of uh, figure it out. Um, okay. So we're going to record our first few next week and see how that goes before we, and it wouldn't launch until January. And what else? Oh, uh, well, and some other like things in the works for next year, like developing a TV show and uh, other Christmas and other movies it's like tv movies mainly but i'm also screenwriting now so i have like two movies i'm gonna be pitching so so fun two feature films now so i'm very excited and uh we'll see if my professor gives me better than an f because so far i have not gotten great grades <laughs> apparently i don't have these apostrophes correctly and he gets very upset about that so well you'll show him when your movies you know come out and kill it <laughs> we'll see we'll see thank you so much melissa um i can't wait to see you next time i'm in nashville thank you so much for listening to the squats and margaritas podcast if you haven't subscribed please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode and i'll see you next week for a brand new episode of squats and margaritas